0: So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. I I hit record.
1: I hit record. Okay. Um, Welcome
0: Welcome to Feature Creep.
1: Colon. Built-in, Built-in micro- in microwave. microwave. Semicolon.
0: A-, a litany of human indignities.
1: Nice. I'm very excited about this one. Um I, <laughs> like, uh, the very first thing that pops into my head all of a sudden is um, just other people's urine. <laughs> just the indignity of having to deal with other people's pee. Like... Um, <laughs> You know, public toilets, uh, like porta potties, um, just the fact that it, it's, and as a man, like I, I, my understanding is that it's it's worse in a sense because men just pee like they don't give a fuck, and that pee just goes wherever because they can't bother to like, you know, not, you know, they just like whatever, fuck it, I'm gonna pee on something, and yep. so, um. It's just, it's, it's just sucks. Like, I just think it's just a really shitty thing to have to deal with when you're using a public (laughs) restroom to have someone else's, or you share a restroom with a roommate or a partner or a family member. Like, it's just, it's, it's shitty. Like, it's not, it's just. Not
0: literally shitty. No, it's just
1: a crappy, like, stupid Like, preventable thing. It's like, you know, and obviously there are outliers where it's like, and I was fucked up and dying and, like, you know, I peed my pants. (laughs) Like, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about, like, a full grown-ass adult walking into a restroom, peeing all over the toilet seat and walking away, not bothering to wipe it up. You know, that kind of thing. Um, I hear you. And I don't know who this is more an affront to, the person who did the peeing and the fact that they can't even – like have that level of self-awareness to deal with it or the Uh person who has to deal with it afterwards. Like, I don't, it's, it's a front to all of us. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what it says to me is it's, it says um, that we are not so far away from our, our sort of animal roots, if you know what I mean. It's like, we're not, not actually, we're really not that civilized. The fact that like yeah some like some minor portion of our overall population managed to get it together and create the existence of a toilet, attach it to some plumbing, and put it in a public place does not speak to our average humanity level. That almost everyone else then just comes and pees all around it and not in it.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't armchair <laughs> psychology, right? Like yes. what?
1: Please chime in. <laughs>
0: Because, like, if if animals know that they, like, animals are not just going to go anywhere. They designate a spot in their, whatever their yes. space is, too, right. right? They actually stick to a spot because, like, it's unpleasant. And so you want to contain the unpleasantness, not let the unpleasantness taint everything else around you. Right. Right? Right. Like, Even especially people always complain about how pigs wallow in the mud and how they're filthy and stuff, but they're not. They take care of themselves pretty well and they also take care of their space. They're not fastidious, but they don't poop all over. Whatever. Anyway, like my cat over here, he doesn't want to like be all gross and nasty and stuff. He poops in one place. That's why you give them a sandbox. Right. Right. And right. then he even knows that I'm going to clean it up and he still manages not to like just have it go everywhere. Uh, right. So men of the world, I think less of your bathroom habits than I think of my cats. How do you feel now? Right.
1: <laughs> well, um,
0: my cat's at a bathroom etiquette bar that you limboed under. <laughs>
1: uh, <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, yep. let's not spend the whole podcast talking about pee. Um let's <laughs> let's move on to other indignities. We could
0: title this one Golden Showers, and everyone who came across us on the internet would be super disappointed.
1: I, super disappointed, I know. <laughs> that's our I, that's not kind of what a, I
0: was expecting.
1: I feel like our brand is disappointment.
0: <laughs> we got you your favorite thing for your birthday. <laughs> disappointment
1: disappointment. Um yeah, I think that.
0: Uh, Give me another human indignity, Ned.
1: Uh, so I think that um, starvation is a mm. a massive one. I think you know, and obviously, again, like there are outliers, but the fact that you could be starving in, say, America, um, or uh, when I say America, really, I mean the U.S. Because let's, I, I really trying to get that out of my my vocabulary of saying like America when I mean the U S um, yeah. Well, because there's at least two other countries that share this Northern continent and there's a whole other Southern continent that is also America. And if I were to refer to America, it'd probably be better to say the Americas. Um, and beyond that, it would probably be better to be more specific and say, I mean the United States when I talk about the idiocy and the, the sort of advent of, um, of the uh, creation of the living reenactment of the movie idiocracy. Um, (laughs) So, you know, uh, I mean, that's an, that's an indignity right there. Just, just, Mm -hmm. you know, living in a so-called live, living in a so-called Western country that is, that is bordering on third world conditions for lots of people, you know, I mean, the fact that the fact that they're, are people in our country who are um, systematically murdered by law enforcement because of the color of their skin is not, we can't claim some higher moral ground here.
0: So that, okay. So We've lost we it all. Down,
1: like, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, we have to write down what.
0: Well, I guess that means that behind starvation, we're putting down genocide. Genocide. genocide
1: yep. Yep.
0: Uh, I was just thinking of an indignity not yes. as lofty as yours yeah what let's but let's back
1: it down to more levels of um of other people's urine let's keep it there for <laughs> a little longer we, <laughs> we can went, get, we...
0: we went from the startling and unexpected <laughs> other people's urine to genocide <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in like two moves right um uh indignities oh god um I think having to ask on the on the topic of adjacent to your other people's urine, but closer to home, what happens when you get stuck in a bathroom and there's no toilet paper and you have to ask a stranger to pass you some?
1: Yes, oh, that is, that is the worst, especially like at a party or something. Can
0: you imagine if somebody was like, "Nope,
1: nope, that's it."
0: Will you pass me? Nope.
1: That's something that I've always tried to be super conscientious about is that um, if I'm having guests, I like to make sure that there is a spare roll immediately visible near the toilet because it's (laughs) not
0: paper insecurity.
1: Yeah, because it's like I just don't I I would hate to do that to somebody. Um, Yeah, like even if like because if you hide it even just hiding it under a like a cabinet or something that's still technically available. I mean, most people would probably have a little bit of a look, but even that's a kind of indignity where it's like, well, now I have to snoop through your personal things. Right. To find yes, this thing that I need. Yes, don't do
0: that. Don't yeah. make people into snoops. Like, right. what if oh, what if somebody resents you? I had to snoop in your bathroom. Some people pride themselves. I think that there's a line. Are you a snooper or a non-snooper as a like philosophical stance?
1: Right. Right. Um I think that's absolutely true and I know um I know at least one person who uh self-evaluates as a as a snooper and is um has anecdotal evidence that people appreciate that she's upfront and honest about it and yeah. I don't necessarily disagree about the honesty part but I feel like overall it's like you're you're basically lauding yourself for being invasive of other people's boundaries, like disrespectful of other people's boundaries.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a, a strong compulsion to snoop, but I don't. Because I,
1: yeah. I, I mean, also I understand it. And so I, um, oftentimes extend my, like the way that, I mean, you've been to my house many times. Like the way I live is like, if you're, if I've invited you in, I've invited you in all the way. Like you, like yeah do do snoop it's fun look at all my fun shit to look at like i don't have um you know what i mean it's like yeah i i'm old enough it's like i you know the the most scandalous thing that you're gonna find are my boxers like i don't know like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's like like have a look around like i got a bunch of crap like i mean i you know poke through my kitchen look at my things like don't um who's been here who's, who's been here who yeah. are you hanging out with yeah um i yeah so
0: who's been sitting on this couch
1: <laughs> yeah, who's been sitting on this couch
0: we don't know it's not our problem anymore because the couch is gone
1: but and and i do i mean i'm a n- very curious person and so like some people's houses i visited i'm like man i really want to know what's in that cabinet um but you know what i mean like it's it's just like there's yeah. just this is fascinating and everything's really stimulating um, and yeah who's been here like who what else do you do like what's you know what are your ha- like what are your interesting hobbies like what are you doing down here in your basement like all of the things but um yeah i also strongly try to honor people's boundaries because they're so important um you know like we have we live in a society where it's like that those things are really important to have that personal freedom to like maintain your own personal space so um, yeah so my usually my approach is to try to find my find ways to ingratiate myself so that they are more interested in sharing those things so I can you know it just becomes my my you method manipulative of snoop- son of a bitch Well I don't think it, I it's pretty on the nose usually I'm like oh hey that's an interesting cabinet what's in there you know I mean there's also a certain level of like I try to read the room. Like, you don't just like show up in somebody's house and you're just like constantly <clears> asking them these like really like weird off the wall, like probative questions about their existence. Yeah. Um, but I want to, y- yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but if you, if you develop a rapport with somebody, usually you can feel out what their, um, you what know, their
0: tolerance level for snoopery is. Yeah.
1: But also, um, I mean hopefully you find something that's like oh usually most people it turns out they have something they want to share cuz they're excited about it and then you yes. can just snoop that in a like mutually beneficial way right like both people <laughs> both people enjoy that symbiotic activity. snooping yeah exactly yeah so
0: that's good yep. uh, <laughs> that's good um here's another bathroom related indignity yes so like I'm really picky about toilet paper yep I don't know if other people are really picky about toilet paper. I'm real picky about toilet paper. And uh, the thing that I hate running into is toilet paper that's really dense. Like, this is a new thing. Like, triple-ply toilet paper. And, like, the texture of it and the consistency of it and the thickness of it reminds me of paper towels. And it's just so off-putting and horrible.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Ugh. I hate it. So, I had to, like... uh, I had to share that I found some really great toilet paper. So many years ago, I started using bamboo or sugarcane toilet paper. Sugarcane came around sort of after bamboo did. Yeah. And I really liked it because the texture is way better. And it doesn't cause that weird dust that collects on everything in your bathroom that the actual like toilet paper made out of tree pulp does Mm -hmm. just so gross in a bathroom to have that layer of dust everywhere it's like that's so much surface area to collect germs i just hate it anyway revolting so like normal toilet paper for me is just a total indignity Uh um and so i started buying all this expensive weird toilet paper and it was mostly expensive because it was weird and nobody was using it right and then like, many years pass, I wasn't able to really stockpile any kind of reasonable quantity of toilet paper. Like, I prefer to buy in bulk because it gets really expensive if you have to pay shipping for all this stuff over and over and over again. Right. And so, um I wasn't able to... I didn't have the room to store, like, for instance, a case of toilet paper. Yeah. And I came back to my house in Minneapolis here and... Now I have room to store 40 rolls of toilet paper at a time. I have plenty of room to do things like that. And I went back online and started shopping again. I had sort of stopped looking for that type of toilet paper because it was just going to be too expensive to buy it four rolls at a time. Yeah. And it was just, I was bound for just so much disappointment. And so yeah. I gave up on that uh-huh. and now I can do it again. And I found the most amazing toilet paper ever. And Yay. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. So it's... Uh, It's available on Amazon. Uh It's from a company, at least on Amazon, the company who sells it is Nature's Greatest. And oh. it's called 100% Bamboo and Sugarcane Toilet Paper. It's two-ply. There's 450 sheets a roll. Uh-huh. It's this individually roll packaged rolls, and it's a box of 40 of them. Oh, and cool. And it's fi- it's 50 bucks. So they're just over $2 $1 or $1 a dollar a roll. Right, yeah. Right. And I did a comparison because I'm psycho about this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, your average roll of toilet paper, like Quilted Northern, for instance, or... Um, you know, other standard toilet papers usually don't have anywhere near to uh, 450 sheets on a roll, mm-hmm. and they are usually about like I think I think the average is about 85 cents a roll. So you get 85 cents a roll for less toilet paper that leaves dust everywhere, or you could pay slightly more for a roll, but the roll is considerably larger and it doesn't leave gross dust everywhere, and the texture is fucking heavenly. Awesome. It's, oh my God, it's so good. So I'm just sharing this because I, I don't know that anybody else really takes the time to do these things. But if you have room for 40 rolls of toilet paper in your house, which probably everybody is kind of thinking at this point, since there was a time when the the time when we couldn't get any toilet paper just for love or money.
1: Yes. Right.
0: So maybe people are thinking about this. I was always thinking about this. It had nothing to do with the pandemic. It just so happened that my habits came in handy right, at right. the time. Um, so yeah, this stuff is really quite amazing and lovely. And for example, I even noticed, so a friend of mine has a subscription service for toilet paper to a company called Bippy and, um, Bippy ships you 12 rolls every, however often you pay to have it shipped. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like a subscription service once a month or something like that. And, their rolls are way smaller. They're made out of bamboo also. Uh-huh. Their rolls are considerably smaller and much smaller in diameter with way fewer sheets. It's like they're poofier and crinklier, so they take up more room.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, But the t- again, even with those, the texture is horrible. Mm. Like, it's very, very paper towel-y. I don't know. It's I, not I, a good thing. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting... Yeah, I mean, I would say toilet paper in general um, can contribute to a lot of human indignities. Um, right.
0: So yeah, this yeah. stuff is fucking great and it's safe for septics and it breaks down really easily and it's, there's not like a bleached, non-bleached thing. It's just, this is it. So it's not like toilet paper where they have to bleach the wood pulp to make it brown. Oh, right, brown. right, right. So like, it's just better for you. It's, I think it's much better for the environment, like, like insanely better. It takes a lot less water to produce it. Um, and it, of course, sugarcane and bamboo grow like insanely quickly, and so there's like carbon sequestration issues and all kinds of things. So, yeah. Anyway, it's really great stuff. I don't know. That's buy good buy good toilet paper. That's going to be my tip for living well in hell. Like, don't one. skimp on toilet paper. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I <laughs> like that one a lot, actually.
0: I'm writing it down so we don't forget. Okay.
1: Um, I just. You know, whenever we, um, you know, whenever we do a podcast and we kind of approach a topic, we try to do a little research. And um, so, I did a little bit of research, and I found uh, this interesting paper that um, this person Roman V. Yamapolsky Mm -hmm. um, wrote uh, for the Computer Science University for Computer Engineering and Computer Science at University of Louisville and this book or this book this paper is titled from legal ai personhood to selfish memes so oh um the, where does the human indignity come in so one of the arguments that he makes in the paper is that um the process for getting li- so the main crux of the paper is that he argues that there that uh it is possible to rely on current corporate law to grant legal personhood to artificial intelligent agents um, say
0: that one more time so
1: it is possible to rely on current corporate law to grant legal personhood to artificial artificially intelligent agents got it so um, I won't go into all the details of that because it's not it's largely irrelevant um, you're welcome to look it up online um, but uh, he mentions human indignity and, and his citation for that is that uh, one of the causes of the ability to do this is that current corporate law would allow um, uh, personhood to be granted to, um, there's there's like no lower bound to minimal intelligence and capability, and so Mm -hmm. um, it would be, in theory, possible to grant most, if not all, human rights to, say, a cockroach, for example, which uh, he then says would be an ultimate assault on human dignity. but then also the caveat that it might make some people happy. So um, <laughs> I, I, right. So, you know, maybe we need to stop for a moment and define um, both dignity and, and indignity. Um, so dignity uh, is mm-hmm. sort of the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. Um, and then, uh, indignity is typically um, lack of or loss of dignity or honor, right? So loss of those things. Um, also, indignity often means like an act that offends or offends against a person's dignity or self-respect. So basically what we're talking about is like the loss of respect, self-respect, etc. Um, And so, uh, you know, I mean, I, that seems pretty cut, cut and dried to me, which is to say like if um, – <clears throat> if we were to grant personhood to say a cockroach or afford all the human rights like all normal human rights to this cockroach then it does yeah. it does in a little bit of a logical fallacy i think sort of suggest that being human then is somehow equivalent right it's to my mind it's like you're wrong this is the same problem with the like all lives matter bullshit right like we're not saying that a human being isn't entitled to these rights we're just saying that this cockroach is also entitled to these rights it doesn't lower your value as a human that someone lesser than you is also entitled to some basic rights or to something right it's or someone
0: same. you think is lesser than you yes
1: well that's the think. other issue right and so that's because the thing about
0: no like there is no valid argument for some exa- like, no of course some not. group of people being yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and I'm less I'm sorry. Everybody. When I say less than, I'm more referring to the cockroach and human situation. Oh, I don't mean gotcha. to, which I'm already stumbling into a fraught problem of even equating cockroaches and Black Lives movements and all of that thing. What I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say, uh, what, my argument to be really clear is that Black Lives Matter and that um, if you're one who is saying, but all lives matter, you are missing the point and totally not understanding what's going on here. So... That's what I'm, tra- yes. that's what I want to say about that. And I'd like to delicately step away from that issue for the time <laughs> being. Um, it's an important issue and I don't want to just, I'm not putting it on the table like it's not. It's very important. Um, we talk about it all the time. Anyway, um, yeah, what I'm saying here is I think he's trying to argue that, um, that, that it's a human indignity to grant human rights to lesser creatures. Um, to
0: something that isn't human. To
1: something that isn't, exactly, to something that isn't human. Yes, right. that's exactly what he's saying. And uh, personally, I don't believe that. Um, I, other people having, enjoying this, other other entities enjoying the same rights I am does not infringe on, or does not demote my own personal honor and dignity from my point of view. Like, that's not how I base my dignity. My dignity yeah, isn't... Yeah, this
0: feels a lot like, like it would tie in heavily with like purity myths yes know? oh yeah
1: no i mean it's it's flawed it's a problem like it's a bigger right. but it, it does bring up the issue um the issue
0: <laughs> yeah it just re- i mean as we're as i'm listening to you like i'm agreeing yeah. with you and i'm thinking oh this reminds me a lot of like the purity myth too like yeah that <clears throat> that somehow something about somebody else reflects on you in a way that diminishes your your purity, or your standing, or your yes—that
1: somehow your value has anything to do with any of those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's it's. I just thought that was kind of an interesting little side side jaunt or yeah. tangent. Um, but yeah, human indignities are. <laughs> are also subjective um you know what is one person's perceived lack of honor or loss of honor is um like we're just talking about not that important to some of us i think um the when having
0: to drive your brother in a mall is a human indignity yes right (laughs) of <laughs> um, the, the worst kind we have kind. malls up here I mean, lots of malls, malls here
1: yes yeah
0: it's always at the mall
1: uh-huh i was i was actually just thinking of um when uh gay rights were kind of in the spotlight and we were uh we were struggling to allow uh to to kind of open up and be more inclusive of everybody and and granting more personal freedom by allowing two individuals to marry regardless of their gender um we uh that's another situation where people who were opposed to that were feel they felt that it was an indignity or an indignity that they were um that somehow their marriage, that the value of their marriage was diminished by allowing these other marriages to go forward. Um, mm-hmm. And that's obviously, hopefully you, you know, if you're someone who's like starting to understand that better and whatever side you were on, you see better like human nature and, um, but I, th- like when I kind of was thinking about this, the, those are the kinds of things I was thinking about is that, um, understanding what other people perceive as indignant or a, a causing a causation of indignant dignity is, uh, is helpful. Like it's helpful to know that and be like, you know, yeah. I, um, it doesn't mean that they're right or that they should, I should, is a strong word. Um, they're going to feel that way. The question becomes, can they change and allow us all to have better more personal freedoms um yeah so
0: i also like am, i'm i also inclined personally to say that like nothing is sacred um and the like anytime somebody pedestalizes something i just kind of want to put somebody's urine all over it <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes, like when, yes. In the in the literal or the metaphorical sense. Uh-huh, like, yeah. Um, I think it's like a problem with authority, maybe.
1: <laughs> sure. But like, yeah. as soon
0: as you like safeguard something as precious and amazing and assign too much value to it and then try to keep other people from accessing that value, I just want to like ruin your thing.
1: Right. Right. It's like why? Yeah. You've especially when that value is so artificial um, or or I
0: especially think, when the value of it supposedly implies that the holder has dominion over other people.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the value is derived from its exclusivity and exclusion of other people. Right. Um such a
0: I want I want to smash those things.
1: Smash them. Smash them. Smash them. <laughs> <laughs> They're ah uh, yeah. Um Well, how about you? What do, what do you think about what's a what's a human indignity dignity that you've recently um encountered. Uh,
0: I think um I think it's really undignified. Like I'm ready at this point on a national political scale yeah. for someone to throw another infamous shoe at somebody. Yes. Like from the audience. I feel like we have surpassed the um threshold for acceptability for throwing a shoe. Right. I'd like to see a shoe sometime in the near future. Yep. An airborne shoe in the direction of I don't know. Somebody who really pisses everybody off. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I don't know. I think, um, what else? Uh, here was something that I almost had to suffer. I don't know if this is an indignity or an opportunity. You tell me. Okay. I ran out of milk and I really love cereal. Uh-huh. And so I was going to have to drink my cereal milk instead of it being milk. And I was going to have to pour watered down whipping cream on my breakfast cereal. Oh... I know, it's a really tough one, isn't it?
1: I mean so I got the milk, the, so I'm fine the, now. But. The opportunity is that you don't water down the whipping cream and you just have you have heavy cream filled cereal bowl.
0: Right. With like bran cereal and a gut bomb. That
1: sounds kind of amazing though.
0: Um I know. I also have blueberries, so I could have had like blueberry brand uh, yeah. mush.
1: Yep. Anyway. That's, um, but I do I do appreciate the indignity indignity of this situation. Um, I was actually thinking about how there's a side of this that's just sort of like, um, I think you you kind of turned me on to the concept of white nonsense. Oh um, yeah, and how how so like perfect. the layers of indignity that are involved in that. So there's the immediate thing where I'm like you know, to use your example, like I was out of milk and forced to use heavy cream. Um, and
0: (laughs) oh, poor you. Yeah.
1: And then, and then the rest of us being like the indignity of having to even listen to you complain about such an innate idea of, of suffering. Um, right. But that is kind of, uh, like also kind of the point of this podcast is to kind of air air ridiculous grievances. Right. Um,
0: sure i mean yeah there's totally valid ones too
1: yeah i like like battery life on a cell phone not lasting the extent of the day that it needs to for your particular activity and usage like shit like that it's
0: well i right because like none of us have a choice not to have one of those stupid things that is
1: that is kind of one of the things right is it's like there there's a level of of I would definitely say there's a level of voice quality, uh, like audio quality that has just disappeared. I remember there was a time when there was a company called Sprint that their whole brand was how clear their phone calls were.
0: You can hear a pin drop.
1: And the fact that that's like just not existent anymore and the idea that it's like well you can probably make voice calls from your phone unless it's not working right now or the battery is dead or you have too many other apps open and it doesn't the call doesn't come through properly or you forgot to reset the operating system of your phone recently so that you know the messaging system isn't working the right way so you don't get notified that there was even a call in the first place etc cetera, etc cetera. like all of that is an indignity from my point of view like you had a system that worked yep. you had this voice system where if I I picked it up and I dialed in a number and then that person would get a phone call, a ring, and then they'd be able to answer it. Now, of course, um this is also, I'm completely aware of how naive that view of the problem is, but that's kind of the indignity, right? Is it's like, this thing's dumb and broken and it should have worked better. It worked better before. Yeah. So
0: Well, yeah. Like, and somehow the fact that we are all, compelled at this point yeah. required to own one of these pieces of shit and all of the responsibility of creating something that so i have to pay like six hundred dollars for a phone and then what i'm paying is an i uh, paying for is an object that i don't technically own that. Is not in any shape to use with any extreme predictability or regularity. Like, it's not reliable. And all of a sudden, the responsibility for that reality has been offloaded to me as the fucking consumer. Yep. Thanks a lot. Go fuck yourselves.
1: Eat a dick.
0: (laughs) I hate it. I think it's totally undignified. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here, you get to navigate like a bunch of technology that doesn't work, that we are not incentivized to make work, that we will never never ever get around to making work. And yeah. you're gonna pay exo- you're gonna have to pay so much you're gonna have to lease the equipment. Yeah. Because nobody has the money to pay for their phone up front anymore. It's such a fucking scam. Yep. I I hate it. You know, at this point. Mm-hmm. I just feel like not even using it anymore. Like, no, you cannot call me. You can email me. I will get around to you.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, I I do consider it on the regular. Um, I There's only a couple of people that I would probably... So the two, there's really only like two or three people that I communicate with really regularly through my phone through text messages, and that's you. I guess four people. Um, yeah. My, I would say my communications with you and Dana. Well, Dana, uh, our executive assistant, like she's definitely ramped up the she's she's come on the radar more recently like we've definitely speak to her a lot more um the two of yeah. us and then uh my girlfriend obviously like i i have a pretty regular running consciousness stream of communication with her um but it's it's also like that one feature is so small and compared to everything else that is just foisted on you with these devices um anyway uh yeah it's yeah human indignity it's a thing yeah it's a litany there's a whole <laughs> litany of them um i like i almost imagine like we might need to do like a version two point of this where like with the same way we did words with random where we kind of went away and made a list mm-hmm. um i do think that would be a fun activity i know right now like our lives aren't really structured that way where it's easy to like spend an afternoon just fucking around doing that kind of thing yeah um but you know, we'll get there. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I think um it's like ugh. weirdly weirdly I find like cleaning my cat's cat box is like a super gross indignity, but I yeah. do it because I like right. and I do it with regularity because I don't want to give my cat the indignity of having to go in a dirty box like uh-huh. like the feline equivalent of the bathroom from train spotting.
1: Oh god. Oh yes. Talk about human indignity. Like Which, that yeah that whole like, movie is just a litany of human indignities.
0: Um for sure it is. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I did too. I really love that movie. Um I was just thinking of um man, now what was I thinking of? I had thought of something and now it's kind of escaped me. Cat poop. Oh, I got it. Um I was thinking about uh you know, humi- suffering humiliation, right? Like that's a kind of indignity. And I was thinking about, I have like a couple of like moments in my life where I, you know, when it's late at night and you're trying to go to sleep and then your brain's like, hey, remember that time you were like super humiliated? Like let's relive that moment right now. Um, one of them was, I was um, I was a member of a pottery studio and I, w- I was going there regularly and there was a, um, a another woman there that I, I, like you know, we got along pretty well and we talked a lot. And but when I is kind this
0: of, a pottery igni- indignity?
1: Yeah, well, it's a social indignity, which is that. Okay. So we were we we had known each other, but we hadn't really talked that much. And then one night we were kind of sh- like on wheels next to each other, so we were like chatting like you do, and and um and we were just kind of asking each other about ourselves and telling sharing stories and things. And I asked mm-hmm. her what she did, and she was like, "Oh, I'm a publicist." and i responded with oh that's awesome like what kind of books and oh
0: yes and
1: i was like i i immediately then realized that i was like oh publicist not publisher um but it was kind of too late and i just was deeply embarrassed right like it was an indignity right like i had kind of lost face and and um, I mean, thanks. thankfully, like, it, she was found it funny, and we got along anyway, and it was all great. And no one was really like, my feelings weren't hurt. It was just, it's just something that like pops up from time to time in my mind. I'm just like, Oh, God, right? Wouldn't it be have been so hilarious
0: silly? if you had to, like gone on to marry that woman? Oh, right. I know. <laughs>
1: Right. That's like one of those stories that they tell at wedding, right? That's like... Yes,
0: and then you'd have to suffer the indignity over and over again because it would be like...
1: Yes, exactly. The
0: way you got together.
1: Yep. The way we got together and it would just be constant indignity. It'd be like,
0: Ned embarrassed himself in front of me at the gym and I took pity on him.
1: Right. And married him. Right, that's how that works. Right, you you go as a man. Like your job is to go out there and do really embarrassing shit, and then some woman comes right. along. Right, it proves takes that you're not threatening. You. Yes, right. right, right.
0: If you're if you're pitiful, then you're not predatory.
1: Right, and therefore you're marriage material.
0: That's why Ted Bundy wandered around with a fake cast on his arm to lure women.
1: Really. Oh God ridiculous. I-,
0: I love how I accidentally connected your like
1: no, that's great. Voc- vocabulary
0: yeah. gaffe to serial killers in like <laughs> yeah. three easy steps. Right. Clearly. <laughs> clearly something more is at work here. Uh-huh. I suppose like um, I don't know. I think serial killers are kind of undignified.
1: Yeah, I I mean I mean that's a whole complex issue.
0: Um, there's a lot to unpack there.
1: Yeah. Well, tell me more about that.
0: Well, I mean, they do every, every, like they all know what they're doing is like wrong or they wouldn't take pains not to get caught. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like the only reason you conceal a thing that you've done is if you care about the consequences.
1: Right. Right.
0: And you don't want to have them. Yeah. And so like they're doing something that they know is fucked up. But they're going to do it anyway, and the doing of it is, like, extremely undignified toward other people.
1: Right, right.
0: Well, I think serial killer is just about the most undignified thing I've ever heard. (laughs) 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 Who's going to clean up that secret room in the basement?
1: Uh, Yeah, right? Get Get your kill room together. How?
0: Like, oh, my God, if you knew someone, and they were like, yeah, uh, come on inside. Bathroom's right around the corner. You can uh, have whatever you want in the house, except just don't go in the locked door in the basement. Uh-huh. Be like, I think I'm going to call the FBI.
1: Right. <laughs> uh. Or
0: like, there's women who have lived with their serial killer husbands who for like decades were like, I just assumed he had model trains or something down there, you know?
1: Yes, yeah. I... um. That it was the it,
0: corpses of 33 women.
1: That might be a fun research topic. Um, Sort of the kind of like the secret basement and like read up, read up about all of the like Whoa. the real world historical things that have been found in basements. Um,
0: This is genius.
1: Yeah, I think it would be pretty fascinating because I bet there's a lot of like, that's a, a whole spectrum of interesting things from from the sort of like, closeted uh basement train train model or model train set to the like full on like basement full of bodies and um you know or or who knows what. I feel like yeah I I could be misrecalling here, but I do feel like I'd read at some point somebody trying to recreate a nuclear reactor in their basement um and getting in trouble for it.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: So yeah. Anyway. Um,
0: okay. Well, I wrote it down. Research okay. topic. Research secret topic. Secret basement.
1: Yeah. Uh, radiation poisoning is definitely a human indignity. Uh, if you are at all familiar with um, how that works, it's it's pretty fucked up. Like, if so, for instance, like uh, coal power produces a lot of radioactive waste. And it mm, um, does it really? Yes, yeah. It so what it what happens is when you burn coal, it concentrates the radioactive particles that are sort of naturally occurring in coal, and they mm-hmm. become concentrated in the waste products, and so they um, oftentimes go into the dust, and oh. and then you have these. I think they call them like slurries, where they. Um, so originally the dust would just go in the air, right? So if you live near a coal plant, your radio, your radiation dosage was was a lot more. Um oh. and then at some point they I had ha- no idea. Yeah, and then at some point they um there was some regulation that required them to like mitigate the air pollution. So one way to do that I think is to filter the smoke through water, which creates a sort of like a muddy slurry that you then Ugh. that you then You know, bury in the ground. So those slurries are are much have a much higher radioactive um, or much higher radioactivity than background, which means that they're more they're more dangerous and more carcinogenic than um, like surrounding soil. And so a lot of uh, a lot of coal plants uh, have problems with leakage of these like these slurries on. Like they'll be like big big. Man-made sort of lakes where they where they put it, but then the problem is it like will leach into the groundwater where the surrounding town then consumes radioactive material from a coal plant. Right, and so right. um, you know, one of my issues has always been that nuclear power is we already deal with the fallout of that. We might as well have the benefit of it and also the stronger regulation that comes with it. Um, you know, I like I don't need to get into all of it. It's just that um that coal is not better than nuclear power, nor is it safer. Um it is it is the same problem as far as I can tell. Um so it, you know, anyway. Uh yeah. you know, it's all just a matter of degrees and and also most of this is just political shit where it's like, well, you know, the people who own all the coal want you want you to burn it all and buy it from them. So um whereas people aren't generally in the business of owning all the nuclear uh nuclear sources. So uh human indignity is definitely living near a coal plant and suffering all of that and not having a government that can uh that is empowered and regulating that to a safe level um so yeah yeah you know so that some asshole can get rich i mean that's the other thing it's not it's not that that we can't have a cleaner coal situation where less people are harmed by it it's that we don't because right. it costs money, and we'd rather put that money somewhere else in one person rather than, you know, so directly that person is benefiting from the uh, detrimental, you know, human indignity. Yeah, we'd rather their,
0: let this guy over here have it. Yeah. Doing things that are shady and harmful to people than we would just protecting it. The,
1: the people that are being harmed by it. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's a, I mean, capitalism is like a human indignity machine
0: yes oh man capitalism the human indignity machine that's really that's going on a t-shirt
1: oh yes we definitely have to put that on a t-shirt um speaking of which we hopefully by the time you're listening to this we will have some some kind of merchandising available on our website or a way to go buy things that support the podcast if you're interested um and so we'd love to hear about that too Uh, so you can get a hold of us. Uh, our website is fcbm.io and you can get there by typing fcbm.io into your favorite browser. And you can also contact us directly. Uh, you can talk to our executive assistant, as we've mentioned, Dana at fcbm.io. If you email her directly or email that, that, um, then she will definitely help route your questions. Or if you have comments, she'll make sure that they get to us and get on the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're trying to trying to do all the things. Um, yeah, yeah. Just
0: just to see how we like it.
1: Just to see how we like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I think we've kind of settled on we both generally our goal with the show is to. Do whatever the fuck we feel like, and then here's a yes. here's an
0: indignity. Yes, the <clears throat> the office in the in Hennepin County where I live. Yes, if you need to go speak with them in their office that in the office that supports people for like um, domestic abuse and like if you have to file, for example, a no contact or restraining order against somebody. Yeah, the office to do that is in the basement of the government building. And it's at the end of an unmarked hallway. Like uh, way down at the end. Yeah. Way buried in the far, far corner of the basement.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Like in an unmarked cabinet behind some secret, like slightly secret. Ca- basically, door. yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like there's a there's a cafeteria that depending on what time you're there during the day isn't serving anything. So it's just like this deserted Uh-huh yeah space uh, that you have to walk across and then like you keep going and right when you're about ready to give up because you're like there's no way that there's anything like an office down in this basement right there. like there's right. nothing down here they're low and behold you have to like is. go through
1: one of those like really small doors that was built a long time ago when people were just generally average <sighs> really shorter so it's like you kind yes. of to stoop over and get it yes
0: this. if you are taller than five foot six you cannot fit through the door uh-huh. <laughs> um there's an indignity. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> what else? Um, not having fucking personal protective equipment for hospitals during a pandemic is a easily preventable, totally fucked up, and probably profit-driven. This feels like a, indignity. This
1: feels like an American, a U.S. theme in particular, because I'm yeah. I'm remembering that um during some of was it the gulf war or possibly one of the i think it was under bush when there was more war doing going on that um the troops were literally like like family members were like running fundraisers in order to buy personal protective gear for their family member who is overseas fighting wars for the us government who is not providing basic levels of say flak jackets or helmets and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's just inexcusable because the budget for that kind of stuff in our country literally dwarfs everything else and it's completely yes. out, Yeah, by completely factors of like a hundred
1: or something. It's it's insane. Um
0: totally unacceptable. I mean, but like seriously from a propagandized standpoint, there's no better way to get buy-in from the general public for your stupid, unsupportable, unjustifiable war than insisting that the only way their family members are going to be safe is if they send them fucking gear.
1: Right? So fucked up. Um uh so anyway, there's a human indignity um and I
0: War is a human indignity. War
1: is a human indignity. Absolutely. Um yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up.
0: Taking away people's right to vote is a human indignity. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially setting up some systematic um method to do that.
0: Yeah, like uh, an in- industrializing the process of taking away people's right to vote.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Which apparently is insufficient since now there's just like a ho- like a wholesale Run on shooting people you disagree with for some reason. Yep, yep. Hey, let's. Did I? I don't know if we ever talked about it on here. We we heard this somewhere or read it somewhere ages ago that was like this argument that's like having a like the argument of having a gun, except you frame it a little bit differently to illustrate the absurdity of the logic. Quick! Look at over there. That guy's got a shark. Get yourself a shark to protect yourself from the other shark. Yes,
1: exactly. It's just absurd. It's
0: so dumb.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, God. Oh, we, I uh, I have a a friend who wants to be a guest of the realm. Uh, he's in Australia, so we'll probably need to set up a time oh. to do the call. But he wants. I think he'd be a great person to have on to talk specifically about that issue. Um, mm. He has a whole rant about the concept of freedom from so
0: yeah so the concept of negative rights
1: yeah and um i think he is really well spoken on it and i think he would be a fun person to have on board um he's also the one who uh he said that we were he couldn't keep up with how prolific we were with, in regards to like re- releasing podcast after podcast um which to me is part of the fun of it not not being called prolific yeah. but releasing podcast after podcast. So yeah. Anyway. Um yeah. So there That'd we are. That would be fun. That would be fun. I think it would be fun. Yeah.
0: Here's another human indignity. It's actually a project I'm working on a project right now. Yeah. Uh that pertains to this. Uh the fact that a bunch of currently extant Uh, businesses who are still doing business as themselves right now in modern day United States and overseas as well are the, the same entities, the same corporate entities that made Fuck tons of money off of slavery and the transatlantic chattel slave trade and are existing to this day and have as much power and wealth as they have because of the work that they stole from other people. And so the fact that the fact that most people don't know about the concept of reparations is ridiculous and uh, and like baffling yeah. to me. Um And uh, furthermore, if people do know about reparations and don't support it, then ye are not a capitalist, my friend. And if you're not a capitalist, you should probably examine a lot of what you do in your daily life unthinkingly. But the idea is, of course, and this is like the third wave of people trying to get this handled over time um, after the Emancipation Proclamation. The government of the United States was supposed to pay people back for damages and for lost wages and for lost wealth that was taken for them through the course of chattel slavery in the United States. And they reneged on that. And then, after the um, sort of revolutionary spirit and the um, civil rights, ensuing civil rights movement in America in the mid century, last century, um, there was renewed insistence on reparations being paid as they were due and as the government had promised to do Um, and that fell apart yet again and so now I'm back on the third wave of people who's saying listen we get it rammed down our throat every fucking day that we live in a capitalist society and when you are wronged The language of wrong in capitalism is a loss of money and you sue over it. So I don't understand what the fucking problem is here with paying people what they are owed. Right. Because if it was anybody else at this point, besides a large collection of people who belong to the African diaspora in America, we wouldn't be having this conversation. In other historic situations like the Holocaust, people received reparations from the German government for what had happened. It's not... An unknowable thing. It's happened plenty of times before. The fact that it's been due to happen here for centuries, and we people still haven't collected on any of those benefits, is because we have a white supremacist government at this point, and we have a bunch of white supremacists who are controlling the discussion socially and it's bullshit and i think people need to realize that everything we have was built by people who are not us and the people that built this place were all uh we're not all people who wanted to be here and we're not all people who benefited there were a lot a lot a lot of people who were enslaved in america who gave us what we have now like we owe those people something and we if we can't pay them then we owe their descendants just like we inherited the wealth of our ancestors right
1: so i i mean uh
0: i don't understand why this is so fucking complicated maybe it's because i don't have the claim to like my family's been here forever any of that dumb shit that doesn't matter anything like our family came over not long I don't, ago so uh
1: yeah i mean i i think on my father's side i have uh and then his grandparents have claim on both sides to pretty i mean i don't know about civil war era i think they came over um I mean, they were immigrants. I I don't remember exactly. German immigrant, German farmer immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure when they came over, but maybe in the turn of the century. Um, yeah. But uh, I was going to say to keep it on topic because you keep trying to change the subject. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to say that... Um like the, speaking of litany of human indignities or indignities god I keep wanting to say and anyway uh this <laughs> litany of human indignities that you've just just talked about like the whole idea yeah. of slavery itself um having to live in a country where um you are still in many ways a second class citizen and um systematically like uh, prejudiced against and then having to look at the wealth that your ancestors built mm-hmm. and not have any ability to claim, part- to claim or participation yeah. in it or benefit yeah. from it um and to see it's it wrong it's wrong it's well it's an indignity is my point i mean it is wrong yeah. but in the context of this podcast it's a it's an indignity it's a human indignity to have to live totally um, a big one. A big one, yeah. Um, and I think that we could tie that into our concept, uh, our ideas about designing a dystopia for when we get back on that subject again. Um, oh yeah. Is that uh, that particular it's be that
0: shock full of human indignity?
1: Yeah, and that particular dynamic of being forced to live in the reminder of what you, what you've suffered, and the benefit that that's given someone else and not you. Um, is, I think, a, a real particular kind of human suffering.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: Um. yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, we're kind of reaching the end of the hour. Did you have uh, the tip for living hell we kind of covered early, but uh, do you remember?
0: Oh, t- whatever your preference for toilet paper is, find it and indulge it.
1: <laughs> it, right yes
0: it makes life so much less terrible be, um, be kind
1: to your butt get some nice toilet paper
0: yeah even if you disagree with my assessment that the thick stuff is really gross and horrible and sure. no one should ever use it like just do whatever you want i don't care but the, yeah. i'm telling you, I, you fine but you're wrong and also my toilet paper is better
1: right, right.
0: so <laughs> that's great i i like that
1: i i wonder um i wonder if there's a a similar dynamic dynamic as um i've noticed that for some people like there's a split between creamy peanut butter and crunchy peanut butter um yeah i i think it's it's a false dichotomy because the issue is that the real split is between uh fresh ground peanut butter and everything else but um mm because i because i grew up on fresh ground peanut butter and then that is my preferred and favorite version of peanut butter i right. find um crunchy peanut butter is better for me like that's what i like but other people are like no creamy peanut butter 100% all the way you're a fucking psycho if you like crunchy peanut butter um
0: i don't dislike it as long as it's not uh, so f- okay my favorite sandwich is Cucumbers, yep. pineapple, uh-huh. peanut butter, oh. and curry powder.
1: That sounds fantastic.
0: It's really good, yeah. but in that case, the crunchy peanut butter actually makes sense because you want the pe- the actual chunks of peanuts. Yeah, um, the texture goes really well with that sort of that experience. Uh, I, experience. Otherwise, yeah. I'm a smooth peanut butter person.
1: I mean, I imagine, but, yeah.
0: I really like the ground up stuff.
1: I was going to say, I imagine in the case of that sandwich, since it's more of a savory sandwich, you actually want natural peanut butter because it's not sweetened. Like Mm -hmm. most, most commercial peanut butter is, um, has some kind of fat additive. So like, um, palm oil or some kind of vegetable shortening or something. And for, to make it non-separating, and then the other additive it has is sugar. And so American peanut butter is like really sweet, whereas most people eat peanut butter as a savory experience, right? Like yeah. ground peanuts are a a savory food in most other cultures, as far as I can tell. You would never yes. mix it with peanut butter. You'd never have like peanut butter and jelly, that's insane.
0: Yeah, and I like a lot of the creamy peanut butter that's off the shelf at the grocery store is just kind of tastes to me like peanut butter frosting.
1: It is peanut butter. That's exactly what it is. It is peanut butter frosting. It's it's fat, sugar, and peanut butter. Yeah. Mixed in and made into a smooth paste. It is it's it, it's 100% frosting. There's nothing like you know, <laughs> there's like how do you make frosting? Well, butter and sugar, like whip it together. Like same thing. You know, right. fat and sugar whipped together. Into a you know frothy, pasty whatever. So would you say
0: that would you say that the off the shelf creamy peanut butter pump full of sugar and oils is an undignified version of peanut butter?
1: Yes, Uh, to me it is. It's a different product. I don't. I don't find like I understand why you might like it, but for me, I would have not chosen that for myself.
0: Not chosen that for myself is like a euphemism for I hate your taste. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you like is gross. Right. <sighs> you didn't say right?
1: that. It's kind of like the the like equivalent of not my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't prefer it. Right. oh my yeah so but you know don't listen to us like just get your get your to- your crazy paper towel toilet paper and your extra creamy peanut butter with this sugar added uh-huh and, and everything's gonna be fine yep just tell yourself everything's fine
1: everything's fine
0: Oh man, I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Okay. That was a long list. You guys had such a good time listening to oh, yes, this one. Right. <laughs> oh, so uplifting. So
1: uplifting. All right. Well, thanks for. Um, hopefully, this wasn't too much of a human indignity, and you um, are walking away from this in some with some inspiration or whatever it is you look for when you're listening to a podcast. Go
0: do something good for somebody who isn't yourself.
1: Right. Or, or well, also, wash your hands. also do something good for yourself if that's, you know, what you need right now. But sorry, I feel like I just undermined what you were saying. That's terrible.
0: I <laughs> feel like better advice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not better, but
1: it's different. I mean, no, just like do
0: something for yourself and do something for somebody else. Yeah. But mostly I was c- contextualizing the doing something for yourself in the peanut butter and yes, peanut paper. Yes. Right. Comment, yeah. So. That's
1: fine. I, right. I, Yeah. Anyway, I think we've covered it all. <laughs> okay, all right,
0: all right. Laugh sixty-five percent more of the time.
1: Yes, do it. Do we? Okay, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Okay. Wash your hands. Okay.